Hey Siri, uh-huh. take me to the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. One option is Joe Crow Reservoir in Oregon. Is that the one you're looking for? No. Which the Joe Beaver? The Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. On it. It's a destination people have sought for generations. Coming near Oregon? And take my wagon train to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Be sure to come prepared. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated too. Right on the arm. And with the proper gear. Shall we select our masks? And even in this exacting age. Everything you say comes back to bite you. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts. Dad and his mysterious phone calls. <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those phone calls put you through college. As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. And know this, John and Mike will celebrate when you get here. Arrived at the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It is, uh, I can safely say that because we start early here, and then by the second hour, it's good afternoon. I'm John Warren, and sitting across from me is T.J. Matthewson. I saw, finally, I saw a Christy Matthewson uh, reference. I was watching YouTube uh going down rabbit holes mm -hmm. and one of the thumbnails that popped up and I, okay, I like this. It's that, that pawn star show. I love pawn stars. Yeah. With uh, Rick and the other guys. That's a great show. You can watch that forever. What was the big guy's name? And he lost a ton of weight. Chumley. Chumley. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. So it was just like a YouTube of different things. So a guy brings in a, uh, what did he have? He had a, a Babe Ruth, signed photograph or something and then he had a christy matthewson used bat a signed bat from christy matthewson bat yeah so wow i mean i know pitchers hit back then, i know but, but i think it was a plus it was just kind of a something to sign that's pretty rare and i don't remember what they, the they old, figured out but well, the guy the old guy it was great and it was just like rick always knows a guy yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so the, the he, he had his guy come down and look at it. Yeah. To authenticate. I remember one time watching that show. The guy brings in uh, a baseball signed by the entire 1927 Yankee team. Yeah. I can't remember if they said it was uh, real or not. That's, you know, rarefied stuff. That's millions of dollars. Baseball history yeah. in, in the palm of your hand. Anyway, yeah, that was kind of cool. cool. It was like, uh, yeah, we've joked about they it. They got Chris, a lot of Christy cool Matthews on that team, but they can, they're all retired now. They don't need to, <coughs> They don't need to work at the pawn shop anymore. Well, do they still do the TV show? Do they put new no, shows out? I don't think so. Yeah. No. I think they're done. I think the shop just like runs. Like they're they're famous enough. Oh yeah, and it's a it's a huge deal. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one it's a tourist spot in De in Vegas now. Grandpa died, Rick's my age, so he's probably retired yeah. and just you, loaded. You can go there when the Pac twelve tournament and Pac twelve championship are there. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Speaking of which, two texts yesterday on the University Honda text line saying, well, you, what's the website? Where are you looking at this this uh, bracket? Well, it's on the Pac-12 website. Baseball uh, bracket, that is. Yeah, baseball yes. bracket for the tournament in Scottsdale. Granted, it's not overly easy to find. It is the It wasn't the first thing I saw this morning when I saw, went onto the baseball page. Mm -hmm. But it was off to the side and in one of the things. And then, you know, I, 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 I did Google it. it. Google put it right at the top. It did. Okay, yes. good. I, good. Okay, so if you want to look at it, see times. I know we got a call earlier this week from a, a lady who wanted to know how they're going to do it. And essentially, 
as you noted yesterday, nine o'clock in the morning till they're done. Yeah, Oregon State will most likely play the second game on Wednesday. Oh, it, okay. If they win the Pac-12 regular season, they're right. playing at probably 12.45 on, on, on Wednesday, Wednesday of tournament week. Against the eight seed, whoever yeah. it is. Yeah. We don't know that yet. That's a, that's a very close race. Mike will be there, and you and I will be here. Yes. So uh, that'll be a busy week of baseball. And, and um, like I say, the, you know, the tournament's a good, bad thing. Good when you need it, bad when you don't. And um, so there you go. It's a balance. It is. It's a balance. And, and, and I, I'm not, I don't bad mouth it at all because um, it's, you could need it. It's exposure. Yeah, and it is exposure. So they should get it on something other than the Pac-12 network. Right. Or just distribute the Pac-12 network better. Well, I agree with that. I think we all agree with that. Yeah. We have a loaded show today that was not loaded until about 45 minutes ago. And that's kind of how we, Mike and I have been doing this for over 20 years, and, and it's kind of how we do it. And we, we have uh, various contacts, and, and uh, we do go to our contacts over and over again over the years. You have to. Your scope is only so big. But... Some people just kind of pop up for really good reason. I want to get Kerry Eggers on to talk about his uh, trip down to, I think he just recently got married too, but his trip down to uh, the South, spent some time in Birmingham with uh, Mike Riley, Mike and D. Riley, to, uh, I did not see any article on his I, site. I, I didn't see it either. Right, so I don't know that he's put it out yet, but we'll, we'll ask him about that. And also um, went to a Braves game. Mm-hmm. Want to get his feelings on some proposed changes for baseball, or at least things that are talked about that we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of the the shift. Uh, Mike was telling me about a 14-second pitch clock now in the minors. Yeah. And Rich Burke, he, he said, get Rich Burke on the show, maybe tomorrow, and ask him about it because he's done some hops games, and they had like an hour-and-a-half game the other night. Yeah, they, it moves fast. I think it's like 14 seconds with, with no one on, 18 seconds with one on. There's, there's still, and, again, and a, lot of plus, a lot of pluses and minuses with that because not all pitchers like it. And enforced, too which is unlike the, the college clock, it seems like that one's not enforced. It's not, no. But uh, anyway, we could uh, so get Kerry's thoughts on that and um, see if, you know what he's working on as far as a book goes. Frankie Hamoudi from the softball team. Softball has tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday because Sunday is Selection Sunday. Yeah. And Frankie was uh, one of two from Oregon State to be first-team All-Pac-12. And uh, she's uh, an outstanding infielder, playing most of her time at first base for Oregon State and broke a bunch of Oregon State records last year. Slugging percentage, home runs, she had 17. 12 this year with games left. So Mm -hmm. there's time to perhaps eclipse that. And, you know, is on pace with, um, in fact, her slugging percentage, I think, is 736. Her record that she broke was... 760 something so there's mm-hmm. the i mean room she, to work yeah i mean she she's on pace to be right around those same mm-hmm. really high numbers and i know you call the games on the internet yeah. so we'll uh, defer to you for a lot of it but frankie hamoudi will join us at 1205 carrie eggers is 11 30 and then we got steve fank on the show 12 30 steve just a week or so ago uh was named to the cosida lifetime achievement award for 30 years, he was here at Oregon State as the, a sports information director and an alum. So he comes from Tillamook, comes to Corvallis, and never leaves. Now he's back in Tillamook, always on his boat, out on the water, mm-hmm. the open water. So not, Steve Fink will join us. Not a good day to be on your boat. Not a good day to be on your boat. Unless it's a good day for fishing, and I don't know. It would be a good day for fishing on a lake when it's really calm and, and, uh, and it's raining. Don't mind getting wet. Yeah. 
Just cast your line. Anyway, that's the lineup. Your phone calls and texts in between. And we did have some really good topics to bring up Mm -hmm. because we didn't think we had any guests. And maybe those topics get introduced, we start them, and they get pushed over to tomorrow. Tomorrow we know we have Mike Parker on the program. And at this point, nobody else um, that I can remember. And uh, we'll we'll, we'll try for Mm -hmm. a few others. But we might have a little bit more room to talk tomorrow because there's a number of topics and a number of things that are coming up that – you, you know, need to be discussed mm-hmm. and, and everybody can, can, uh, debate them and are very relevant to Oregon, State. right to Oregon state. And then, uh, and according to some rules and rules changes that are being proposed. So all of that coming up on today's edition and tomorrow's edition of the Joe Beaver show, looking forward to talking with Carrie here in about 16 minutes or so. What are some things that we were going to talk about? You, you found an article about, scholarship limitations or lack of limitations that mm-hmm. I think is very intriguing. We can even ask Carrie about this because he's yeah. uh, deep into all sports still. But uh, what, um, who, mm-hmm. where did it come from? Who was dr- dropping the info and all of that? Okay, so this is an article published in The Athletic <laughs> yesterday morning. Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic uh, wrote this article. She does most of the articles regarding uh, NCAA policy stuff. Um, so I, I'll, I'll just read the, the opening graph. The Division One Transformation Committee has been meeting weekly for months. That group faces a tall task to chart the course for the future of Division One. Discussing the future implies that the NCAA continues to exist in some form. Also implies that there will still be some national entity that ties schools together, together even if it's a more deregulated organization that offers conferences and schools the ability to govern themselves, yada, yada. There's a lot of things they propose, the recruiting calendar, the transfer window, but there was a couple that caught my eye yesterday that really really specifically affect and benefit or hurt Oregon State uh, in ways uh, one or another. First off, one of the proposed changes is that there would no longer be a cap on the amount of coaches you can have on a coaching staff. So that, right that's now, great. that's good for baseball for sure. Awesome for baseball because baseball still doesn't have three paid assistants, which is a joke. Right. But now that would, if Oregon State wants to pay a third assistant coach, they can. And the reason why this is so big, not that you can't have other paid people on the staff, mm-hmm. but if you're not a coach, you can't go recruit, right? Right. That's the rule. <coughs> but if you hire more coaches... You can hire more people to go recruit as well. Yeah. Um, and coinciding with that, and again, the same thing can be done for football. You can hire more football coaches. It, it, you can hire more softball coaches. You can hire uh, it, um, this is a little, this is a short graph, but you can hire more coaches for sports if you want to. It's yeah. in the budget. Okay. Uh, there's not really any Title IX things are in there. I'm not sure how they handle that. How is it going to balance between men's and women's sports if schools just dump all their money into football, which. They kind of already do, but mm-hmm. there, there are you know laws and rules in place to to equally benefit women's sports. We don't, I don't know. It doesn't say it in this article. Okay. The other one, which I think is more, could be a snowball effect, good or bad. No more scholarship limits for teams. That's the one that piqued my interest the most. Because we were kind of talking about it yesterday. So let's uh, let's just lay this out. For example. Baseball, uh, let's just read this little blurb here. It may not be fully fleshed out until later this summer because it would require corresponding registry. Legis- <clears throat> I 
I'm in trouble with pronunciations today. I got to get this all out of my system before softball tonight at six o'clock. Legislation regarding limits on roster size by sport. Uh, but the idea would be that conferences or schools could decide to offer as many full scholarships for as many sports as they can afford. Is you want to be really good at baseball? You can put every single player on the baseball roster on a full scholarship. The thinking behind this idea is simply if college athletics is supposed to be about the opportunities for young adults, then why are, is there an arbitrary cap on team financial aid in any sport? That's a good sentence right there. Read it one more time, the last sentence. Uh, if you want to be really good at ba- baseball, why not put every uh, baseball player on, on a full scholarship? The thinking behind this idea is simply this. If college athletics is supposed to be about opportunities for young adults, then why is there an arbitrary cap on team financial aid in any sport? I'm, I don't know. It's hard to hear it real quickly and then uh, pick up an opinion. I haven't studied this article like you have. My first impression would be that the answer to that question would be some kind of cap to keep it so that schools wouldn't go out of business trying to keep up with other schools. Some kind of a uh, an equality level, like 85 scholarships. Now, to that one, to that issue, <clears throat> I, as many other of our listeners did, we lived through the pre-85 scholarship limitation. Mm-hmm. In looking back, I have to say, cutting things down to 85 scholarships was one of the best moves they made for college football. Mm-hmm. It awakened all the smaller to medium to smaller teams in 1A football and allowed them to be more competitive because one of the issues with stockpiling and having a lot of money, mm-hmm. and I remember it as Nebraska, which is a sad thing mm-hmm. because you can't use Nebraska in this example anymore because they're not any good. And their program, while they'll fill up 92,000 seats every week, is they're just not any good. Yeah. But again, remember back to them, they were one of the bluest of blue bloods. In Lincoln, small town in the middle of nowhere, and they would pack, and they still do for their spring mm-hmm. game, ninety-two thousand seats, mm-hmm. great fan base, all all of that. A- ASU's biggest win ever was snapping the Nebraska yes. win streak. Yes, major props to to uh, Tom Osborne and Nebraska and their history and everything. But we would always talk about Nebraska when it came to mm-hmm. you know things that we were jealous of, like oh, the Nebraska band budget is bigger than our entire football budget and things like that. It was yeah. always Nebraska, so I'll use them here. They would stockpile all the great athletes. Yeah. Now, we didn't have the world of five and four stars. It wasn't that. It was just, you know, really good guys that were really good. They would stockpile them all. So you'd have a guy that might be a four-star athlete on your bench, and he would never play because there were so many other fours and five stars Mm -hmm. if you use that vernacular back then. Yeah. Well, they go 85 scholarship limitation, and all these guys are forced to go elsewhere. Now you've got the Oregon States, Washington States, maybe Mm -hmm. uh, Minnesota, or even in the the Mid-American Conference. All those schools have now a chance at these great athletes because no one team was stockpiling. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know why an athlete would be a four or five star, be that good, and want to be number 120 on the bench at Nebraska and not play. Which I think is different now because as we've seen and – complained and seen through the transfer portal that doesn't happen even right. with 85 these guys want to go play somewhere they want their opportunity which i think it, it's tricky because i think the stockpiling remark still does hold up in this remark yeah. but you see oh well in counterbalance 
there's more freedom of movement. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So I don't know how that would work, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's another one of those things. We have to wait and see it play mm-hmm. out if they were to do it. Now, according to this article, is this stuff that is just being thrown against the wall to see what sticks? Or is this really making some that, some headway into being new NCAA legislation? I think we will know more when the summer rolls around, okay. when it says those things will come around. But it's best for baseball. By far, best for baseball. Well, if, if a school like Oregon State says, okay, now we will, like we can fully invest in baseball, right? Like football will do football things, but hey, we want to like, we want to keep like making that next step. We want to build on Goss. We want to, you know, keep getting all these good players here. Well, now we can offer 25 scholarships if we want to. Here's the thing though, that I worry about something like this. And again, I'm just spitballing. I, I'm, I haven't studied it and thought mm-hmm. about it. The, the whole NIL and, and transfer portal, we, we could do show after show after show, and we have, and we are. Whenever you and I get together, that's almost all we do. Yeah, pretty much. But it's fun because there's so many questions about it, and it's always changing. Yeah. But it's like it's changing so much, we haven't seen what the pitfalls are or the advantages are mm. that are below the surface. So it's hard to really opine on this, but, you know, it's what we do, so I will. Um, my, my hesitation on any of these rules that will lift limits – both mm-hmm. financially or in numbers, if you mm-hmm. will, players on the field and then scholarships, which is finance. It, it doesn't seem, and I'm, trust me, I'm no socialist, but it doesn't seem like it's a good idea to open the gates so that the rich schools can prosper and the not-so-rich schools have to struggle. I like 85 so, across the board because USC has to have 85 mm-hmm. and we get 85. But how does that change from what already currently happens? With the rich schools and and the not so rich schools. Well, they can have more money to like baseball. They can a team can have more money if they're a rich school to give twenty five scholarships in baseball, mm-hmm. whereas a, a smaller market team can't afford to do that. And so, because of money, one team will always be better maybe I'm than just the other thinking team. in a football sense, I guess, because like you always hear about uh, like Nick Saban's like army of analysts. They have like yeah. hundreds and hundreds of people like just working for football right and like all the things they can they can do and like the difference between that and an Oregon well, state and just the cavern of a football program speaking of that and Steve Fank who will join us mm-hmm. a longtime retired sports information director I, I I notice that every time I go on the road with Oregon State when it's a big event like or a big school so for example you go to a bowl game and you might have Oregon State there with five SIDs playing some big name school Texas with 15 Texas in the Alamo Bowl, <laughs> 15 big time SIDs and, and 10 of those to the level of a Steve Fink, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I have seen departments that have, and Oregon state does great and has done great over the last 30 years, but I've seen a part uh, departments mm-hmm. that have a lot of money and it's like, Whoa, you guys look at what you have. It's going to be interesting though, because again, I still think that like, this stuff already does happen, though, right under our nose. Like the gap, the cavern and gap between big schools and small schools. Like it already does. Like the difference in so Oregon State baseball is still great, right? But what, what if you were to take a swing guess? What's the difference in budget between a, a, a Mississippi State or an Arkansas baseball budget and Oregon State's baseball budget? If you were going to just guess, 
Uh, give me a, a baseline of what a baseball yeah, budget I don't, is. I don't know what a baseball Let's budget is. Let's say $100,000 is average. How, how, how much more of a percentage does Arkansas get a year in money? Mississippi than, State, than, Arkansas, those programs probably. Than Oregon State. Oh, man, 20% more, 15% more? I don't At know. least. But they have everything. They don't win. When I went down to, uh, i trying to think of the name of the, the field, but down uh, to their Duty stadium, Noble. Duty Noble, when I was there, I'm looking at the, the signs on the fence, and they have, it's like, they've got everything. Yep. Press box. It's a nicer stadium than the A's have. Every bell and whistle, <laughs> every unbelievable toy, all of it there. They've got the condos out in left field, yep. which I hear they're building more in, in right, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in uh, uh, let's see, left center. Unbelievable amount of money, but but I noticed there's nothing no. on the wall that says national champions. No, you don't, you don't got to win to be a rich three team. three of them, although, you, had you, they won it? Yeah, I can't remember. You don't need to win to have a rich, yeah, they did last year, in, so now they have one. I went in 19, so, they but they didn't at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have what the Beavers have. But again, what? you don't need to win to have a rich team. You don't. And you don't need to have a rich team to win, but Correct. that's... Uh, just a little, but money, money always, uh, money always talks. That's why we're discussing right now. This is and this money is good. the reason we're having this discussion. And we'll ask Kerry Eggers about this. He's coming up here at eleven thirty. We'll take a break and come back with Kerry and ask him about it because this is a topic we can spend all day today on and all day tomorrow on. Oh, there we <laughs> and, can. And getting your thoughts on it because it's it's fluid and it's like different. It is very different with every sport. It really is. It is because. 11.7 scholarships for baseball sounds ridiculous to me. And I would say almost every Pac-12, if that rule goes into place, I would say instantly every Pac-12, ACC, and SEC school immediately bumps their like baseball scholarships up to 30 probably. But here's the, the, here's the thing to remember as we go to break and transition to a conversation with Kerry. Here's the thing to remember on this as we continue, uh, pause, but continue the conversation later. There's a few bottom line things, and and CVB is is texting in a number of things that I agree with, but here's a, here's the bottom line things. There are schools with more money than other schools. Yes. How will that affect this? There are schools that are bigger with more facilities. Well, I should just say it's easier for USC. They could have 120 guys on their football roster. Yeah. Oregon State, you know. It's all about the money, yes. where the money goes. Do you want the money schools to be on top all the time, mm-hmm. or do you want it to be a level playing field where everybody has a chance? And how much difference is it than it would be now? Because, again, because still USC does have that advantage over Oregon State, still right now with 85, like significantly. They do because they USC, their facilities, yeah. their money, and their tradition, and their, where they are in a recruiting what, place. What, what difference does adding 80 to the, the, the players from – 80 to 120 on the roster make a difference. What does that do? We'll see. I don't know. It would, take those, it would depend on those players. Something to ponder, certainly. Yeah. Kerry Eggers is coming up next. I can't wait for this conversation. Uh, again, we uh, always uh, love your texts at 541-497-5356. Shane has already written in to say that they are still filming Pawn Stars. And um, it's the... Uh, that's the University of Honda text line and the Downward Dog phone line. We'll be back, however, with an interview with Carrie Eggers next on 1240 Joe Radio. Level up your quesadilla game at Qdoba with their new cheese-crusted quesadillas. Crisp things up a notch and add a golden crispy cheese crust to the outside of your quesadilla. Talk about cheese on cheese on cheese. And customize your cheese-crusted quesadilla masterpiece with any of their flavorful protein, zesty salsas, handcrafted guac, and, of course, more cheese. Make your world more flavorful 
wonderful and try the new cheese-crusted quesadillas today. Stop by or order now at Qdoba.com or in the app. Do you ever experience headaches or how about back pain? Here at Horesco Chiropractic, we truly believe that everybody deserves to live a life without pain. Our doctors will get to the root of your condition and create a custom treatment plan to help you get back to living the best version of your life. Our patients often say how amazed they feel to live a life with less pain after they have experienced how effective chiropractic care is. Start on the journey of improved health by giving us a call today or visiting our website at horesco.com. Horesco Chiropractic in Corvallis. We really can make a world of difference for you. It's back, the popular Friday night prime rib dinner at Tristing Tree Golf Course starting May 13th and every Friday throughout the summer. Enjoy a delicious prime rib dinner at the tree. You can dine inside or outside on the newly remodeled patio overlooking the course. Other dinner options include salmon or steak and shrimp. And for reservations, call the Tristing Tree Pro Shop at 752-3332. That's 752-3332. Prime rib Friday night dinners are back at Tristing Tree Golf Course. We'll see you there. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beavs. All right, welcome back here to the uh, Joe Beaver Show. We never went away. Just hearing from our fine sponsors on this Thursday. It's a very wet Thursday, although the rain has stopped. We have Beaver softball tonight uh, against Utah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday games because of Selection Sunday. You have the call on the in-house stream, right? Yes. Yep. TJ Matthews tonight. joining me here, filling go, in for Mike Parker. Go to osubeavers.com. Want to go to the phones right now and bring in a, a good friend and a friend of the business, and that's Carrie Eggers. Uh, Carrie and I go back to working together 1997 when I was doing some um, some Portland Forest Dragons play-by-play, and of course I've been reading Carrie for years and years and years, and now I'm reading Carrie's books and articles on CarrieEggers.com. Carrie, how you doing? Hey, good, John. Thanks for having me on. Did I recall a text or a tweet or something recently where you just got married? And if so, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, in February. Yeah. Yep. No, that is that is fantastic. I'm really happy for you, Carrie, and and uh, really, that's that's awesome. Now, Mike and I were talking, and he he was telling me that you had gone to. Um, well, we've got a number of things we want to talk to you about. I'm I'm, I'm here with T.J. Matthewson sitting in with. Uh, from Mike and and we were just floating. We'll get to the this other stuff for, uh, later. But first, this I, these ideas and one thing that's being floated, NCAA legislation. I don't know where it's coming around, but um, for a, a scholarship limits in in every sport to be lifted completely, so that baseball can have as many players as they want and as many scholarships, and then like football, forget eighty five, they can go and carry as many as they want to. And you and I can remember back in the day when there were no scholarship limits and teams like Nebraska, the Blue Bloods, would have 120 guys on the roster who could start at a number of other schools across the country. Do you have an initial thought on that particular uh, subject? Well, I, I can't believe the NCAA. Well, I, maybe, I should, maybe I should rephrase that. The NCAA has made some ridiculous decisions, and this would be another one. Uh, I, I I think what you need to do is go sport by sport, John. First of all, 
football doesn't need any more scholarships. In fact, there's been arguments in past years that they still have too many at 85. But but baseball, it absolutely needs more. Now, you can say they don't make money, so they don't deserve more scholarships. That's a separate issue. But if you're going to talk about the number of players that they have on a squad and the number of, uh, is it 10 and a half for baseball? What is it? for 11.7 for scholarships. I was close, okay. Yeah. But anyway, near, not nearly enough. That, that should probably be doubled. Uh, and, and I'm sure there's other sports that are the same way. Uh, and, uh, you know, basketball, the women have 15, the men have 13. Mm, I think you can make an argument. You could go down to 10 because that's about how many are playing on both sides. But, you know, again, it should be, you know, sport by sport, and definitely football does not need more scholarships. Right. And, and you're right. It would go right back to what, you know, the big schools, uh, you know, would dominate just like they're doing on the NIL right now. Yeah, Kerry Eggers joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. You've seen it all. You've seen Super Bowls. You've seen All-Star Games. You've seen the the, the top of the world in golf and bowling and NBA All-Star Games. Um, but right now, the collegiate game with the portal and the NIL and everybody trying to learn what it all means and how it all works. You're still very much active in writing with com. What do you think? Is it are we are we spiraling downwards or are we just trying to work through a growing pain? Oh man, it's a complete mess in my opinion. Both of both of the two things you just mentioned. The transfer portal, they've got to have you know, they're talking about having two times, you know, periods in which you can do that. That's that's a that's an improvement, but um, and, and I'm not trying to tell you, I'm not trying to tell anybody that the players shouldn't have the right to transfer if they want to, but they're, I, I still like the, the sitting out, uh, it used to be losing a year of eligibility, then they just said, uh, you know, then they changed it to, uh, you know, sitting out a year, and I think sitting out a year makes sense, uh, it really does, and it should, you know, and yeah. I just don't think that, that and, and the NIL are making it really difficult for the smaller schools, such as Oregon State, Washington State, and a couple of others in the Pac-12 to, to compete with the big-timers. Yeah, it, when it all comes down to dollars, and, and it hurts, I think. It, it only helps a handful of big, big-time schools when you take away the limitations. And like you say, I fully agree. Football doesn't need it, but baseball does when it comes to expanding on that particular issue. Kerry Eggers is joining us here on the program. Now, what about baseball and this incessant need? Now, I'm a traditionalist, but there's this incessant need by people to speed up the game and change things and, and make adjustments. I know they did that over the years, the mound and, and a few other things, but you know, an idea of outlawing the shift I say, Carrie, if there's a shift, then get back to the basics and learn how to bunt really strong and bunt on the opposite side of the shift, and you'll get a double out of it. What do you think about these proposed yeah. rules changes in baseball? Well, in, in, in regard to the shift, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think there should, should be outlawed. I don't like it. Uh, and, and I, I, you know, the reason is because most people don't try what you're saying. Don't try to hit to the opposite field or bunt. I don't quite understand why not, but... Uh, in, in the major leagues, uh, it certainly has become a problem. That mm-hmm. the, the batting averages are down, and it's it's you know it's home run or nothing basically. And and, and even the pole hitters are like going against three guys on their side of the uh, of the diamond. They're they're still hitting to it. So I, I don't like it. I don't think there should be a rule against it, though. I think I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't I don't see. I think it's it's upon the hitters to find a way to get get the ball in the field. Terry Akers joining us here on the program. What about the pitch clock, though? I mean, trying to, John mentioned, you know, just trying to speed it up. I, I've seen some things that it almost, it 
it feels like to me might speed it up just a little bit too much. I know it hasn't been a consensus, uh, cons- I would say broadly liked across uh, all pitchers uh, when they've tested it out in the minor leagues. They said 14 seconds with no one on, and people think that's like that's too fast. It seems like right. Yeah, I'm not sure what the, the what the number should be, but I I do think I. I I think the game is too slow. I mean, it's gotten slower and slower, partly because probably more commercial breaks and that kind of thing. Maybe they have 15 more seconds. I'm not sure. But it is extended out to, you know, at one point it got down to two hours and 46 minutes. And now it's three something three. It seems like it's almost three and a half a game. That's just too long. So, as far as a pitch can, I'm I'm for it, and but you know we have I believe they have one in college now, but it doesn't seem like it's been observed. I've not seen anybody, um, you know, been called for it. Yeah, and we were just Mike told me today. He said, "Get Rich Burke on the show." I guess uh, the Hops had a game where it went like an hour and a half because they were just ripping through uh, because of the 14 mm. second clock. Well, they must be observing it then. But in the games that I've seen, John, I just haven't haven't seen it observed. Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing. Hey, uh, you spent some time with with Mike and D Riley down in Birmingham. How did that go? Well, actually, not D. D is back in Corvallis. Okay, but I did get to spend some time with Mike. Mike's coaching the, the New Jersey Jersey Generals and the USFL. I'm going to write about it, John, on the website. Uh, I think it'll be posted on Saturday. So good. Uh, he's doing well. Uh, they're three and one. They're beating their division. It's an 18 league that plays 10, 10 games. It's kind of a uh, you know, a triple A franchise type of thing as opposed to the NFL. And uh, it's a good quality ball. We went to a game, uh, they're playing all their games in Birmingham. All eight teams are playing in Birmingham in the league. And um, I, we saw them uh, beat Pittsburgh 21 to 13 on Saturday. Uh, it's a beautiful stadium they're playing in. All the games are at UAB, uh, 47,000 seat stadium with the. Uh, you know, I think it's a two-year-old stadium. It's, it's really nice. It's right across the street from the hotel that Mike's living in, so it's perfect for him. It's been a great experience, of like a three- to four-month uh, odyssey, so to speak. Kerry Ager's joining us here on the show. Kerry, how's the layout of the league? I mean, you don't really see too many leagues put all their teams in, in, one, uh, in one city, and we saw that the failed experiments with the XFL and the AAF when they spread out around the country – there's just too many expenses, but this league, the USFL, decides to go all into one one city. How is the layout? Uh, where are the teams staying? What's practice like? Uh, and don't have to spoil too much if you're going to put it in the article, but just broad strokes of what you saw. Yeah, you know, you, the key word, I think, is expenses. I, I think you're right. That's that's the reason they're doing it is because they don't have any travel, and it's, it's an easier road to hoe. You know, they only had two weeks of uh, training camp. Can you imagine trying to put in an offense? Mike Riley does a beautiful job on the offensive side. We saw it at Oregon State, and uh, he calls the plays. And uh, you know, so so it's but it's difficult. I, you know, it's it's when you're trying to put a passing offense in in that quick a time, uh, it's very very difficult. So the games there's a lot of running in them, and uh, I kind of like it. It's a very balanced game, and they're fairly low scoring games. Uh, I, the, the league is not going to be predicated on t- attendance. The Birmingham team, ironically, draws about twenty thousand a game. I bet the other teams average about two or three hundred. Yeah. When we went there was probably five hundred at the game. Yeah. So there's there's they haven't caught fire at the attendance level, but they certainly have put a pretty good product out no. there. It's gonna their their future is going to be determined on their television ratings. They've got a, a, an agreement with with NBC, Fox, FS1. P 
Peacock and USA, they're on every game is on live TV. Yeah, and when I saw that they had been partnered with Fox, I thought, yeah, this might work. This mm-hmm. actually might work. Yeah. And I saw That's their hope. there was yeah. another game on the other day, and it wasn't uh, uh, Birmingham, and there was nobody in the stands. But, you know. If they're if they've got the TV money and everything and it works, that's great. I actually saw Mike uh, recently before that training camp, so it was you know let's say a month and a half ago, and um, he was he still wants to support Oregon State, and it was before their draft, and uh, he's like, yeah, we try and get some beeves and and also have him on his staff. Did he kind of talk about that with you that you'll have in the article? We had dinner with him and Jay Losey the last night before we left, my wife and I, and Losey is coaching tight ends and uh, running backs and also special teams and doing a good job. And, and James Rogers is, is uh, coaching receivers and uh, returners. And both he, he loves having both of them on the staff. He really does. And they have one, um, they have one player that's an ex-Beaver, Kalani. You got to. Sp- I still, even after a couple of years at Oregon State, I never starts with the V. Kalani V. The defense. Oh, Vea Malu. Uh, Vea Malu. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're closer than I am, but um, anyway, that's the one. And he's got a duck too. And I'm trying to remember. It was a defensive lineman. I can't remember who it was. <clears throat> Are all the teams staying in in hotels? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't answer that. Yes, that, either that or it's up to them. Now, four of the teams have a, a number of players at the hotel that, that Mike's living at. Uh, others have chosen to, and to you know, group up together and stay in B&Bs and maybe even rent apartments. It's, it's really upon them to decide where they want to live, live uh, through the season. Well, good for the economy down there, I suppose. A little shot in the arm. Yeah, and, and they're also planning on having at least two of the teams not be in Birmingham next season. So that, and I don't think New Jersey would be one of those. I think if Mike does it again, it'll be in Birmingham. I'm not happy that they chose New Orleans for the Breakers because the last team that the Breakers was was the Portland Breakers. So that's not right. I hate that. All right, Kerry Eggers, we really appreciate your time. One one last thought on something that's uh, true to us here, and that is um, GP2. Your thoughts on the hit and then your thoughts on just the one-game suspension for Dylan Brooks. Well, I didn't think it was enough, and I think, like most people, I, I thought it was a cheap shot. It was a, it was put put Gary in a position where he could fall and get hurt, and that's what happened. And yeah. so it's, it was really unfortunate for Gary. He's playing great, and um, I, you know he's a big part of that Warrior team. That uh, now, you know, we thought they were going to roll through Memphis until what happened last night, but. Uh, uh, you know, they, if they get to the finals, I'm, I'm told that he may get back, and that would be sweet for him. I know that. I promise you this is the last thing. We have Steve Fink joining us at 1230. Your dad was the legendary, longtime legendary sports information director at Oregon State. Doug Blair remembers when he was a kid uh, going to his office and begging him for programs or any sports paraphernalia he could get. And uh, and Steve, of course, getting a Lifetime Achievement, Achievement Award from COSIDA. Um, who was between your dad and Hal Cowan? Do you remember? Oh, my gosh. Well, let's see. Or was it a um, lot of guys? I know Mike Corwin. Mike Corwin, I believe, was full time at, at one point, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I that's before I, my time. I think Mike Mike Corwin, Corwin was there, and there may have been one other person, um, but I, I don't know for sure. And I, I'm glad to hear that about Steve Fink. Uh, I hadn't heard that. I'm, yeah, he did, he's deserving. He's one of the he was one of the best in the business for a long time, and I'm sure that the Beavers miss him. Thanks, Kerry. Um, when you when we hang up and I go to break, I'm going to list all your books for you and 
and let everybody oh, know. I've read every one except for the first two, so I need to go back in time and get those. We'll get you a copy. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, Carrie Eggers, CarrieEggers.com. Uh, Beaver through and through. Grew up in Corvallis and grew up with Mike Riley and, and uh, Jay Losey and a lot of the other guys who made it big in sports, not just in football. And, um, of course, he has his website, CarrieEggers.com. Carrie himself, a six-time National Sports Media Association's Oregon Sports Writer of the Year award winner, two Summer Olympic Games, four Super Bowls, a World Series, two Major League All-Star Games, five College World Series, and that's just the beginning of the list. Here's the, the books. The first one came out in 91, Blazers Profiles, and I have not read that one. Against the World, he co-authored that with Dwight Jaynes, longtime Portland writer and and broadcaster, uh, 1993. Then in 99, the Bill Shonley story, wherever you may be. And I, that was the first book I, I bought and read Clyde, the Glide Drexler, my life in basketball in 2004, the Oregon state university football vault. It's like a coffee table book. I remember the book signing at the bookstore many years ago, the Joe Beaver show was there. Um, the civil war rivalry, Oregon versus Oregon state. We did that at the newer bookstore, which is now the, the Beaver store. And I remember the book signing there. Mike Riley was there for that one. And Jailblazers, How the Portland Trailblazers Became the Bad Boys of Basketball, 2018. I did not follow the Blazers during that time period. I didn't like them because of the Jailblazers. I didn't like Bob Witsit. I didn't like how they were run from my childhood of loving the Blazers. But it's a great read because I like going back and hearing stories about some of the guys and some of the horrible things that they did and got away with. And his latest book is Overcoming the Odds, How Jerome Kersey Blazed a Trail from Virginia to the NBA. That was released in September of 21, last September, and a, a fantastic book. Jerome's my favorite player, uh, my favorite player on the, on the uh, Trailblazers. In fact, he's probably my favorite NBA player of all time. Um, so, yeah, really appreciate Kerry for joining us. We need a break. We'll come back and get back to the topic at hand and maybe some other topics. I've got something here that's kind of a fun read. Uh, that uh, Kip Carlson sent us. So we'll get to that and uh, other things. Again, I'm John Warren, along with TJ Matthewson, back after this on 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, this is Mike and Anderson Jewelers reminding you the gold and silver market is still strong, so I'm still buying old gold jewelry and watches. Right now I'm paying cash for 10, 14, and 18 karat gold jewelry, sterling silver, antique and estate jewelry, and of course Rolex and Omega wristwatches. Anderson Jewelers is licensed by the state of Oregon and certified by the city of Corvallis to buy old gold, silver, and watches for nearly 25 years. Anderson Jewelers, 5th and Madison, downtown Corvallis. For auto glass solutions, better call a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Locally owned and operated for over 30 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. They thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and look forward to working with you on your next remodeling project. Browse through their large showroom with a beautiful selection of carpet, countertops, sheet vinyl, linoleum, tile, hard surface floors, and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beeves. We set them up, you knock them down. 
plan your next party at Highland Bowl in Corvallis. Their party package for each lane includes two hours of bowling, shoe rentals, a 16-inch cheese or pepperoni pizza, and soft drink pitcher. There's a two-lane minimum. Check out the fun at HighlandBowl.com. It's a party at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up. You knock them down. Hey, this is Randy Holmes. We're still getting fired up down here at the Angry Beaver Grill. Introducing Throwdown Thursday with country line dancing beginning at 8 p.m. Can't dance but want to learn? They'll teach you a new dance every week. Don't forget our Tuesday night trivia beginning at 7 o'clock. Wednesday nights featuring all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner for 7 bucks, And get the best prime rib dinner in town every Friday night. So let's get fired up and have some fun down here at the Angry Beaver on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. This is your chance to save big during the one-day bucket sale happening this Saturday only at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch, with just what the country needs. The bucket sale is back this Saturday at Coastal. Here's how it works. You'll save 20% on almost anything you can fit into the Coastal 5-gallon bucket, including all footwear at regular prices. Plus, you'll save 10% on most everything else in the store that doesn't fit in the bucket, including all power tools. Sale excludes ammo, guns, Husqvarna, steel, Honda, live animals, previous purchases, licenses, and gift cards. 20% savings excludes power tools. All power tools are 10% off. Spend $50 and you keep the Coastal Bucket. It's the Bucket Sale, in-store only. Doors open at 8 a.m. this Saturday at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch, with just what the country needs. Locally in Albany, Salem, and Corvallis. All right, that was great. Uh, big thank you to Carrie Eggers for joining us there uh, for that good amount of time here on the Joe Beaver Show. Carrie's uh, got a lot going on, all those books plus articles, and he's still digging and, and getting stuff even though he's supposed to be retired. Let's go to the phones. It is the Downward Dog phone line, which is 541-497-5356. Dave from Tumwater is calling in. Hey, Dave. Morning, John. Teach. Uh, John, mm-hmm. I tuned in a little late this morning because we had a power outage. Up here. It's a windy down there. We've, this is one of the windiest days we've had since Christmas. I uh, yeah, a little breezy, about 25-mile-an-hour gusts, which isn't a lot, but, uh, you know, it makes it for a blustery, rainy day. Yeah, a little bit worse over yeah. on uh, 34. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's a regional thing. So anyway, so I tuned in just as you were. So I want to talk about this scholarship thing, mm-hmm. which got my uh, got my uh, blood pressure high. <laughs> uh, so, but we'll come to that. But I tuned in just as TJ was revealing that there's a mock-up of the Pac-12 tournament. Is that did I hear that right, TJ? There, there is a bracket out there, Dave. Yeah, the the Pac-12 put it out. I can pull it up again. It's an, on the Pac-12 website, um, baseball page, and it lists every conceivable game there is. So what I haven't what I haven't been able to suss out, and maybe if you look at it, I can do it myself when the power comes back, I suppose, and get my laptop fired up. But what I can't I know there's quadruple headers the first two days. Yes. And I think TJ, you said the Beavs. What what slot is their first game on that Wednesday going Beavs, to begin, hypothetically? Yeah. Beavs given they don't choke away a three game lead with six games to go in the conference schedule, play the second game on Wednesday, so they'll probably play uh if it's a three hour game, they'll probably play at twelve forty five. Well, that's the heat of the day. Nah, no no no. Heat of the day is at like five o'clock. Mm. Twelve well, you're still kind of burning up the morning. Up and- 
and oddly enough, their trip to Tucson is actually well-timed in this regard yeah. to get a little bit of exposure to it. It won't be completely early. But my question, TJ, was I've done I've tried to do a mock-up of an 18 double elimination tournament. I can't figure out how many games are there on Friday, the third day of the tournament. Two games. Two games? Yeah. Because oh, the, okay. uh, the both the winners... Uh, both the winners have Friday off. Yeah, if you win and you go undefeated, you would win Wednesday, you would yeah, win Thursday, win Thursday and, and you would play Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Oh, okay, that okay, that makes sense. So if you win, so two teams who win who will win their games Wednesday and Thursday, they will skip to Saturday. Yeah. 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 Okay, and there, and so there's two two elimination games Friday, the winners will play the winners of the first two games on Saturday. So there's a so there's a doubleheader Friday and a doubleheader Saturday yeah, uh, there could be let me see. I'm trying to there could be four games. No. Uh it depends if the if the loser if the 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 team in the losers bracket wins on Saturday in both games, then yes, I believe so, because it's double elimination. So you'd have to play another game. Gotcha. So if the winningest teams win on Saturday, there's just two games. However, yes, correct. if the if the losingest teams win on Saturday, then there's four games. Yes, it creates more games. Yeah, two more. Got it. Okay. So <laughs> thank you for sorting that out with me. I hope radio station radio dials all over Lynn Benton County was <laughs> turning off over that dialogue. No, because so, we, we, <laughs> we, we had a texter we had a texter asking about up that. A bit by talking about scholarships. John, I agree with you entirely. I mean, th- theoretically, TG, I see your point. Oregon State, because they're good in baseball, maybe they could commit more scholarships to baseball. But here's the thing. We all know that the cash cow is football. And if SC and Oregon have 120 players on scholarship, Oregon State is never winning against those people. And, uh, and, the, and, the, and the revenue stream from football at Oregon State would dry up. Oregon State is one of those quintessential schools that needs limits on scholarship scholarships in order to even the playing field. Yep. And so I'm completely with John on this. This strikes me as yet one more example. The atomization of college sports. I don't know where this idea is coming from, but these people, I'm telling you, John, I think you agree with me, they have the King Midas touch in reverse. Everything they propose to deal with college sports <laughs> only makes it worse, and this is the craziest idea of them all. Yeah, I so- don't care how many college kids don't get a scholarship uh, athlete to Alabama. That What matters more to me is the theoretical possibility that an Oregon State could beat a Mississippi, could hang with an Alabama. Yeah. If, if, if Saban's got 120 scholarship players, you are never beating him. So, so now I hear, Dave, I, I do hear that point, and I agree, and, and I, I do. I'm just, in the world we're in now, especially with the transfer portal being what it is, I just think it is still less likely for these good players to willingly be the 90th player on a roster on scholarship and, and sit there and not play when they can go on their phone and look and see, oh man, I can go play at half these schools right now, just like they do now. Which is my I don't know, T. I'm the doubting Thomas, TJ. I mean, this 
This is the law of unintended consequences. Yeah. To bring in mongoose to hunt some animal, and some other species dies of it. <laughs> That's metaphors a great and here. But I think you know what I mean. We're, 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 we're always in search of a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. <laughs> that creates more problems. Yes. That's right, John. <laughs> I think your anyway. mongoose uh, analogy is, is spot on. Dave, thanks. <laughs> we're, we're running out of time. we got to say goodbye. Okay. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right, Dave from Tumwater. He's, he's right. And But one thing that Dave, you and Dave, didn't touch on there that it just adds to it, and I think is the way that Carrie said it. I mean, we all know these things, but somebody mm-hmm. will come along and say something that, well, yeah, yeah, I like that. That makes it easier to understand. And I agree with Carrie wholeheartedly. And I think you and, and, and even Dave would too, when you just break it down to sport. Now for football, no, they don't need it. For baseball, they do. Mm-hmm. Or with a cap higher. But that's, where you, that's where you get into a sort of a legal situation if you're picking sports. Yeah, which you can't. That's yeah. why, like Dave said, it creates more, more problems, problems than it fixes because, because we know there are sports that need more scholarships right so just collectively come together and create a thing that says okay baseball can have more scholarships how about this we propose this everybody the same though yeah every or instead of unlimited what if we were to every team gets 10% more scholarships, 20% more. I think as long as... Would that as, be a problem? I think as long as you keep it... A cap. Everybody, yeah, cap for everybody. But say everyone gets 20% more. Would that be as much of an issue? For football? Oh, football, there's always problems. Football, we're always going to have problems with football as long as some schools make more money and I conferences think, are on uneven footing. There will always be football problems, it seems no me, matter what. I know, but it seems to me right now living in the 85 scholarship mm-hmm. world we have now for the past however many years has worked so well mm-hmm. it definitely has closed the gap so here's my thing though we're as soon as like five years from now the sec will be making about three times as much per year per school than the pac-12 well that's because of that's their, the problem their deal with the espn and that that's espn the, basically creating its own league that's which, the that's the real problem if yeah, we're going to be honest yeah it's it's a lot to chew on. It really yeah. is because of what happens here, then happens there, and mm-hmm. all of that. All right, we've yeah. got uh, we've got the top of the hour coming up. Frankie Hamoudi joins us at twelve oh five, and Steve Fank at twelve thirty. Plus your texts and phone calls. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is K E J O Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And Twelve forty. Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with Your Money Now. Jerome Powell will stick around for a second four-year term as chairman of the Federal Reserve. The Senate voted 80 to 19 to confirm the 69-year-old Powell for a second term, allowing he and his colleagues at the central bank to continue efforts to slow inflation. It's been yet another day of volatile trading, but stocks have seemed to settle at sharply lower levels now. The major indexes all down more than 1.5%. The indexes, the Dow Industrials, down 560 points. The S&P 500 lower by 72. The tech-heavy Nasdaq's down 220. There has been plenty of negative sentiment on Wall Street recently about Carvana. It's been downgraded by at least three investment firms this month. But today, shares of the online used car oil futures edged higher still to Today, June crude rose 42 cents to settle at 106.13 a barrel. That's your money now.
I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. At Sweetgrass Physical Therapy and Wellness in Corvallis, we fix body problems. Got an ache, a pain, a sprain, or a strain? We can fix that. Got your knee out of whack or a knot in your back? We can help with that. I'm Dana Hughes, physical therapist and board-certified orthopedic specialist. I'm now accepting new patients. Come experience what physical therapy is meant to be. Relaxed, friendly, and hassle-free. No referral required, and we accept most insurances. Visit SweetgrassPT.com. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Hi, I'm Dennis Overs, the golf guru, here with another Golf Minute to give some proper nutrition to your game. Mm. Hitting the ball fat is primarily caused by keeping your weight on your back foot too long during the downswing. This is because golfers try to help shots into the air and the club bottoms out behind the ball. You need to shift your weight earlier. Here's what to do. When practicing, address the ball with your feet together, keeping them together while swinging to the top. Now as the club starts down, step towards the target with the front foot to start the forward shift. Now if you're having trouble hitting the ball thin, practice addressing the ball with your back heel off the ground and think forward shoulder over back heel. You'll make a better back swing. When your heel drops on the forward swing, you'll shift your weight more naturally. So remember, if your swing is having dietary problems, either hitting it fat or thin, shift your weight forward to avoid these mishits. Mm. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here at Total Wine and More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. This bourbon has a smoky flavor that'll go great with your grilling. Nice! Wow, and look at that price. Well done. I prefer medium rare. <laughs> your neighbors will love it. Find what you love, love what you find. 
only at Total Wine and More. Pickup and delivery available at TotalWine.com. Drink responsibly, B21. Welcome back. Welcome back to another day in the life of the Joe Beaver Show with Mike Parker, whose name brings instant recognition. It's a Mr. Parker. Who? Mr. Parker. Who? 30, 25, 20, Ken! I'm pretty busy right now, Mr. Parker. Yes. No, 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 Mr. Parker. Now, just, just calm yourself. Goodbye. I'm excitable. Yeah. Mr. Parker is not alone, of course. Hey, yeah. which way did the other fella go? Uh, the other fella was yeah. another fella. You wait right here. I'll go get Warren. Uh, John Warren, the most humble man in sports. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I helped write the game. Yeah. Oh, toured the world, giving lessons and also lecturing. This is good. This is real good. I'm, I'm really proud of our team. And the Joe Beaver Show always seeks fellowship. Is there a doctor on the stands? Why, yes, I'm a doctor. How do you like the game, Doc? So, here living the doc life are Mike Parker and John Warren with the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, and welcome to our number two of the program today. Yes, I am John Warren. Sitting in Mike's chair is T.J. Mathewson. You know that. Uh, Mike, of course, down in uh, Arizona. They took off this morning. I don't know if they've gotten there yet. Not really what time this a morning? long flight. It's about two, well, he was two on hours the, and 40 minutes. Yeah, but he was on the bus heading up to Portland, so they might not even have They're taken probably, off yet Yeah, uh, to go down to, be, to Tucson. The last... It'll probably be twice as hot as it is here. Right? Uh, I'm going to take a yes, swing. Yes, yes. Uh, 50 to high 50 today. Wow. <laughs> 100 degrees down there. Oh, I miss it. Uh, Dave's right. Perfect timing for this series. Yeah. Two weeks before, Get a little sweat before uh, Scottsdale. Yeah. Now, softball doesn't have a postseason tournament. It's back the way it's always been. Next year, though. They are implementing one. It will be this weekend. Really? Yeah, it would be this weekend. Well, let's ask Frankie Hamoudi how she feels about that, our first guest this hour. Frankie, welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. What do you think about that, about a... If you were to be in, in in a double elimination tournament right now, for for an Oregon State, sometimes that might be beneficial, giving you a chance to perhaps win it and go to the tournament. But then there are times when you're you're leading the the conference and you don't want to have to do it. I don't know. Have you given it any thought? Um, I think having a tournament would be awesome. Um, I think since the Pac-12 is such a strong conference. Um, you know, playing each other more would just help everybody with you know, RPIs and stuff. Um, right before a tournament, whether you know you win your Pac-12 tournament or not. So I think it would be helpful. Um, I think it would also be nice for, you know, maybe like us this year, losing by one to a lot of good teams. Yeah. We got a chance to play them one more time, you know. Maybe I be in our favor. Um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you had that run of, of one-run losses. I imagine in there there were some that you just wish you had back. Sometimes you can come back, fall short, and you, 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 it wasn't going to happen. But there must have been some games in there, Frankie, where you might have made a mistake, not you, but someone makes a mistake or you miss out on an opportunity and you just wish you could have it back. Did you have a couple of those in that long string of one-run oh, losses? Definitely, definitely. I mean... You know, there was times where, you know, maybe it was just one play that made a break, break, um, break the game. But, 
you know, it is what it is. You can't rely on just one play to make a good game. And, you know, we should take care of business elsewhere so that it wasn't just that one play. Frankie Hamoudi joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. Frankie, this is TJ here with John. I was talking to your coach yesterday, and she said you guys really did keep uh, a positive attitude even throughout the losing streak and the bye week almost came at a, at a really good time. As a veteran on the team, how, how do you keep everyone upbeat during a string of frustration? Oh, um, you know, I think we just have to look at it from a different perspective. Um, you know, we were saying we're just as good as these teams. If we're losing by one, then we're just as good as them, if not better, you know. And we just got to keep remembering that and, you know, take care of the small things so that eventually the game will go in our favor. You know, we just got to keep it simple. Frankie Hamoudia joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. Frankie, how did you spend the bye week? Did you think it came at a good time? Do you like bye weeks here at the end, near the end of the season, or would you prefer it more in the middle? But, um, I actually kind of liked it. I think, you know, maybe one weekend earlier would have been nice, too. Um, but I think it was kind of nice because we got to regroup a little bit after going on a long little um, run of, like, playing really good teams. So we were able to recover, you know, not only physically but mentally. And, um, yeah, I just, I I spent my bye weekend, you know, just relaxing, um, like, things that I probably wouldn't normally do during season, so that's cool. Did you benefit from that in any way with, uh, like, having a player or two who were right on the edge of returning or being stronger from an injury, something like that, where it's like, ah, this is great, and they're going to be really strong when we come back? Um, hmm. I can't really think of anyone specifically, but, you know, we're all banged up. Everyone's banged up a little bit. It's a long season. Um, and, you know, the grind really never stops. So getting a weekend is just honestly really nice. I think, you know, every program needs one, not just us, because I know everybody's probably going to get to. Frankie Hamoudi joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. So on a bye week, Frankie, do you still pay attention to softball, or do you try and completely unplug and not think about it? Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I think this time I tried to stay away from it just because, um, you know, after our bye weekend, we're going to have Utah and then hopefully postseason. So we're going to have a lot more softball. And I just wanted to, you know, take a mental break because, you know, losing by one to like Washington and UCLA posting that Oregon, it's just mentally training because you have to focus every single pitch and you know you can't you can't just uh take it off i guess so um i just tried to you know relax if i wanted to do softball then i was going to do softball if not then i wasn't going to do it like it wasn't i didn't really have set in stone now, let's go to postseason. How are you feeling? Coach Berg says she'd feel a lot more confident when you guys win this weekend. Uh, I, I would imagine you echo much of the same of how your postseason chances stack up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, regardless of the outcome this weekend, 
Um, I think this team should be a postseason. Um, our record shows it. We have beat a lot of good teams and, you know, gotten close to being good teams. So, I mean, it's all in the hands of the committee. Because I've been on the team my freshman year where we were 500, maybe a little over 500, I can't remember. And um, we didn't end up making postseason. So, I mean, it's very political. <laughs> and uh, just kind of have to hope and pray. Obviously, if we take care of business this weekend, there should, should be no question. But, you know. Frankie, yeah, back, back in the old days, Frankie, uh, and by that I mean 10, 15, 20 years ago, <clears throat> even just a few years ago, if you finished 500, you'd be guaranteed uh, a spot in postseason because of the respect and the, the RPI strength of the Pac-12 conference. Now, it's still as strong. You still have so many teams from the conference that are in not only the top 20, but in the top 10. Every team's in the top 50. Every team's in the top 50. You've got multiple teams in the top 10. And yet, uh, before COVID, a couple of years ago, for the first time ever, a, a, a team that Laura had was over 500 and didn't get in. And that was a shocker. So at, at, uh, with 38 yeah. wins, I have to think you guys are in. Yeah. Sorry, 32. Um, like, like I said, I I think we should be in. Um, we really do. We, we could nail the coffin shut here if we take games from Utah, but I really believe we should be in it regardless of our outcome this weekend. But again, you know how it is. The committee is the committee, and yeah. <laughs> I guess the last question on this is, do you feel pressure? Is there pressure on the team or, or you for this last weekend or not? Because you can play better without it, but do you feel it? Um, I think there might be a little bit of subconscious pressure. I don't know if people are really nervous about it, but I think we're trying not to put extra pressure on ourselves because, you know, at the end of the day, we took care of business as much as we could during the season. You know, this one series shouldn't make a break pass. And I don't know. I guess we don't want to freak out extra when we already are in our little subconscious minds. Yeah. Frankie Hamoudi joining us. Frankie, just want to congratulate you on making all Pac-12 first team when it came out yesterday. How does it feel? Does it feel as good as the first time you got named to an all Pac-12 team? Does it still make you smile when you see it? Oh, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I I was beating myself up a little bit for these past couple of weekends. I felt like I didn't perform well. So it was a nice little thing to see after that long stretch of games. <laughs> and and how about to see the, the, the other four of your teammates named alongside you? Yeah, it's freaking awesome. Um, you know, our freshman made a huge impact this year and, you know, they continue, they'll continue to make an impact every year they're here. So I think it's, the future is looking really great for us. Um, but I will say, I do think Tiki should have got first team. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. No. that to myself. <laughs> no, that's, you gotta, you gotta back your teammate. Absolutely. No, congratulations to all of you players. Frankie, best of luck tonight. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You got selection Sunday. 
Uh, thanks for coming on on game day and uh, go bees will be TJ here okay. is going to be calling the game on the internet. So he gets to know you guys a little bit better and, and calls it. So if you have anybody far away, who's watching on the internet, they're, mm-hmm. they're watching and listening to TJ here. And um, again, best of luck tonight. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Frankie Hamodi, first baseman for the, uh, the Beavers softball team. Has she ever played anywhere else? All last year she started at first. No, she's a first baseman. And um, really good numbers. If you uh, if you look at what mm-hmm. she's done, like I said before, uh, what did I do with I have it pulled up here, here somewhere. She had, I have a, um, a lot of tabs open. Sitting like 360, 12 bombs. <coughs> she has 12 Honestly, right now, which leads the team. Her um, uh, Tara Beister has 50. No, 52. 52. Yeah. So she's 12 away from she's, that record. There's, she's two away to tie uh, Cambria Miranda for second all-time. For second in, in all-time home runs. By the way, that Pac-12 all-star list was Frankie Hamoudi and Mariah Maison, first-team all-Pac-12. Um, Kiki Escobar and Sarah Hendiges. Hendiges. Hendiges, uh, the second team. Mm-hmm. Third, uh, for all freshmen, is Escobar Elena, uh, Eliana Gottlieb and Sarah Hendigas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's it. So, you know, great job. And uh, this year, 12 home runs, finished with the second best single season slugging percentage last year, 765, and right now at 736. Yeah, she's doing good. Even, and she mentioned that she hasn't had a great last couple of weeks. So, and she probably thinks those numbers should be better. And the 10th most single-season total bases in program history last year with 104, 89 this year. So there's at least three games left yep. to uh, to get to get uh, more onto that list. So mm-hmm. just an outstanding player and, and a great a great student athlete. We need to take a break. We'll do that and come back with more here on the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go be. Middleton Heating has served the Mid-Valley for over 73 years and is still here to help with all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Middleton can repair, replace, or maintain all types of heating, cooling, and exhaust venting equipment. AC causing you trouble? Need repairs or replacement? Give Middleton Heating a call. Middleton offers several financing options for new equipment and participates in state, federal, and manufacturer incentive programs. You can count on Middleton for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Give them a call or find them online at middletonheating.net. Philomath, Oregon, 2002. A couple brothers had an idea to bring better internet access to rural parts of the Willamette Valley, an internet that meets your needs. We get it because we live here. If you are learning or working from home or keeping up with changes in the field, we are here to keep you connected to your world. Alirica High-Speed Rural Internet. Plans starting at $49.99. Call Alirica today. Online at Alirica.net. Alirica, the friendlier internet. This is your chance to save big during the one-day bucket sale happening this Saturday only at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch. With just what the country needs. 
The bucket sale is back this Saturday at Coastal. Here's how it works. You'll save 20% on almost anything you can fit into the Coastal 5-gallon bucket, including all footwear at regular prices. Plus, you'll save 10% on most everything else in the store that doesn't fit in the bucket, including all power tools. Sale excludes ammo, guns, Husqvarna, steel, Honda, live animals, previous purchases, licenses, and gift cards. 20% savings excludes power tools. All power tools are 10% off. Spend $50 and you keep the Coastal Bucket. It's the Bucket Sale, in-store only. Doors open at 8 a.m. this Saturday at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Locally in Albany, Salem, and Corvallis. Chiefs Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. Dave's Performance Hybrids has the right tires for the right price for your Prius, Toyota, and all other Japanese brand cars, trucks, and SUVs. Come see Dave's new tire expert, Eddie, with 27 years' experience in the industry and save today with Dave's $60 off tire special. Need an oil change? Get $20 off your next oil service at Dave's Performance Hybrids. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany, online at Dave's Performance hybrids.com really appreciate frankie hamoudi for joining us here on game day so tonight's game gets underway at six o'clock when do you go on with the stream uh whenever i want usually about like 555 i think there's no like structured pregame show or anything so it's i'll open, just go on. on what time I'll, do they flip the switch so we uh, can see it they'll flip the switch probably at like 50 i think 550 okay. they'll they'll just show the field and you know i'll go on lay out the storylines run through the lineups and by then uh First pitch usually is thrown. Yeah, I would. That makes sense. And and there's no um, commercials, right? No. So I just goes. I just. You just stop just talking. Stop talking. Mute myself. In between innings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Oregon State and Utah tonight over at Kelly Field. Mm-hmm. TJ on the call. For the most part, winner gets in the <clears throat> tournament, from what I can tell. Brady Vernon, good friend Series at D1Softball.com, has been doing some bracket projections and. Uh, he has Oregon State in his last five in, and Utah in his first five out. So if they win the series, what if he they said? Lose he said series? winners, winner, winner of this series gets in the tournament. Okay, loser stays out for the most part. The downward dog phone line is five four one four nine seven five three five six. That's the same as the University of Honda text line. Let's go to it and welcome Doug to the program, who's been trying to get in and finally is able to. Hi, Doug. Hi, I'm fine. I'm uh, I'm kind of happy that uh, we've gone from point guards to pitchers. I, I've just been amazing that we were ranked number one in baseball. We have an awfully good team, and I just hope that the weather is good for you know the regionals and the super regionals. We get the re- super regionals. Um, I've been told that the weather is kind of bad in uh, in Oregon during April. So, uh, <laughs> all uh, right. I, are you uh, so, uh, are you in Salem right now, or are you on the road like you have been all year? Uh, well, for about the last month, I've been in Hawaii. So <laughs> life's rough <laughs> yeah, for you, Doug. Tough. Life's rough. Are you going to go to? Yeah, uh, would you go to to again? Knock on. Uh, would you go to uh, Nebraska if uh, Oregon State succeeds at baseball? Uh, I'm afraid not. I, I just not that big into uh, baseball, but um, oh, I'm sorry. Over here in Hawaii, over here, Hawaii, I've been to watching surfing. We had last week. We had three fantastic days of big waves, and and the and the, and the best surfers in the world were out there with, with twenty and thirty foot waves. It was very impressive. Huh. 
that's my athletic uh, observations in the last week or so. <laughs> so you're listening right now from Hawaii. Yeah, I was able to see all three games on Pac-12 uh, TV uh-huh. uh, last weekend of, of the, the Civil War games. And uh, and I've been consoling my cousin about those games. He, he has uh, one of his son's best friends is, is on the team. He's the uh, uh-huh. a shortstop. Yeah. And so uh, he, he wished he had gone to Oregon, but he said he wanted, always wanted to go to Oregon State. Uh-huh. So we won that recruiting battle. <laughs> so it, it's been been amazing to watch how the, the team's gone up in the rankings, and we, we seem to be a really complete baseball team uh, with no, you know, if the pitching is getting better, we have really no weaknesses, you know, so we're ready for a, a really good run. Uh, and I, I'm just hoping the weather's good for the, the games in, in, in Corvallis, because I've been watching on TV, and we're supposed to be 3,000 people there, but there's maybe only you know, maybe it's 500 because of the terrible weather, and I just hope that the weather can turn good and get these super, super packed uh, stands that look good and on TV. You know, here's this you know, baseball field that's right in the middle of campus, and if we can get a, you know, you know, three or four thousand people, it really looks good on TV. It does. It and, does. And, and it's amazing the difference between the baseball field, what it is now. And when I used to you know, work on campus, it used to be just uh, real flat and a bunch of wooden stands. And you just walk up and watch the baseball games, you know, and just <laughs> a, a completely, completely different, you know, park now. And it's all due to one man who's a great coach. That's right. And he had uh, a celebration for him Saturday night. His uh, number five Jersey is hanging on the wall down there by Casey corner and right field. And a better man there isn't. He just absolutely sensational. Thanks for the call and hello from Hawaii. That is Doug calling in from Hawaii and uh, being able to listen in on the stream and and uh, watch these games on TV. I love technology. He's right about the visual, but who's going to go to a game when it's freezing cold and pouring down rain? Pouring down. I was shocked. Not a lot of people. How much they kept playing in all of that on well, Friday get, night, especially. I had to get the game in. I know it's pretty important. I one. know Friday night, especially. It was like man, and they did. They had the uh, the hour and a half delay at the beginning, and then the eighteen minute in between. And was it between four and five? Uh, yeah, uh, it was right at the beginning, and then it was. I think yeah, right around that. Yeah, because so Cooper did rest. He, he did. He didn't, and he didn't come out when the delay happened. <coughs> So just like we're not asking for much, like weather, just 60, 65 and, and partially terrible. sunny. This is highly unusual. It's highly a, it's unusual. a, it's a La Nina year, I believe. So a cold, a colder, uh, a longer wetter spring. It is so unusual. And, um, on the long range forecast, Picard, you can check in with us, but, uh, on the long range forecast next Friday looked sunny. And that I think it's would supposed be, to be sunny tomorrow. That would be or yeah. Two we're going to like yeah. We're going to get three days this week of clearing off, and then more rain. Sixty-seven on Sunday, and some showers over the over the weekend, and then and then it, it looks like anyway that maybe Thursday and Friday of next week, and it doesn't go beyond that, is dry and some sun breaks for the UCLA series. And I think I'm hoping that that the spigot is going to get turned off, and we go from this to summer-like temperatures, 80 degrees and sunshine. It can happen that way. It can. So let's just uh, would just rather not wait until July. No, it's I a know. long time from now. In fact, June is a couple of weeks away. I can remember a few years ago when it was 104 degrees on June 1st here in Corvallis, Ooh, and it's hot. It was bad, and I was doing softball, high school softball. 
for the OSAA radio network. And in that little booth over there at Kelly Field, uh, it was so No air hot. conditioning. No air conditioning. Uh, it was so hot. Do you even keep the window open? Keep the window open, and I, but I, I had the door closed, so there was no cross draft. In other words, it wouldn't come in the room mm-hmm. like it would if the door was but open. But it wouldn't even like really cool down leaving it open. No. It's just like either get a hot box yes. or a hot box with a hot breeze. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, we've got to get some good weather. Come on, man. Come on. Meanwhile, tonight I'm going to be bundled. Tonight gonna you're going to cool. be cold, but you'll be dry because you're indoors, but you will be cold. Are you in the small booth? I am the your, small left yourself? left booth. Left yep. side, okay. So you're you're alone. You're not around other people. And no, you can, no. Uh, and you've, you're talking back to what, a truck or, or the studio at no. Gill? They're texting me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? That's <laughs> yeah. even worse. Yeah. Well, you're not really, you're not timing commercials or anything like no. that. So no. it's like, am I on? Do you, do you hear me? Is everything good? And they text you. Yeah, you're good. And that's all. Oh, you all right. Have. Sounds good. I'll go whenever. <laughs> that's funny. Well, you know what? It's good that we have that. Yes. I'm glad that I'll be able to tune in, watch the game, and have you describe who's up to bat and what's going on. Because um, otherwise, it's just like watching a game without a program. Yeah. It'll be all good. Right. That's tonight at six o'clock. We need to take a break. We'll come back and uh, chat with Steve Fink, former longtime sports information director here at Oregon State and a recent co CITA. Lifetime Achievement Award winner. That's coming up next on 1240 Joe Radio. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Locally owned and operated for over 30 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. They thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and look forward to working with you on your next remodeling project. Browse through their large showroom with a beautiful selection of carpet, countertops, sheet vinyl, linoleum, tile, hard surface floors, and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go beeves level up your quesadilla game at qdoba with their new cheese crusted quesadillas crisp things up a notch and add a golden crispy cheese crust to the outside of your quesadilla talk about cheese on cheese on cheese and customize your cheese crusted quesadilla masterpiece with any of their flavorful protein zesty salsas handcrafted guac and of course more cheese make your world more flavorful and try the new cheese crusted quesadillas today stop by or order now at qdoba.com or in the app Do you ever experience headaches or how about back pain? Here at Horesco Chiropractic, we truly believe that everybody deserves to live a life without pain. Our doctors will get to the root of your condition and create a custom treatment plan to help you get back to living the best version of your life. Our patients often say how amazed they feel to live a life with less pain after they have experienced how effective chiropractic care is. Start on the journey of improved health by giving us a call today or visiting our website at horesco.com. Horesco Chiropractic in Corvallis. We really can make a world of difference for you. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 
320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Power Motorsports Spring Closeout is going on now. There's powerful savings on select Can-Am vehicles throughout the dealership. You'll get power and performance with the 2022 Can-Am Riker Rotax 900 Ace in stock now and ready to roll at $11,999. Come and discover the 2022 Can-Am Defender DPS HD10 priced at $19,999. This side-by-side will work hard and play harder. If you're looking for summer fun, start the ride at Power Motorsports in Sublimity. Online at PowerMotorsports.com. All right, we continue here on the Joe Beaver Show on this Thursday afternoon with the rain coming down. Uh, I think by tonight it'll dry out over at Kelly Field for TJ and the Oregon State softball team taking on the Utah Utes, a good team. It's not going to be an easy thing, but as you uh, were mentioning, TJ, your buddy with D1Softball.com says the winner goes to the tournament. Does that mean winner of all three or just the series? Probably the series. Yeah. All right, now we transition into a, a conversation I'm looking forward to with Steve Fink. Steve is a great guy, of course, uh, but he's also very good at what he did for 30 years. Um, Tim Tessalone, by the way, let's bring Steve in. Hi, Steve. You're, you're in town. How's everything going? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's, uh, it's going pretty well, but I tell you what, you need to be replaced on your Clue Morning Update weather <laughs> forecast because you are not doing a good job. For I me. know. It's horrible. It's horrible. At least I've been accurate because uh, what I say actually happens. It's when I say something and the opposite happens, and then I feel bad about that. But, uh, yeah, you're right. The weather is horrible. Let me ask you this. Um, These are days where – now, lake fishing is when the waters are calm on a day like this. What about the ocean? Or is that just just, – it doesn't matter, unpredictable – Ocean could be could be calm in the sunshine and rough in the in the rain or or opposite or what? Well, I mean the rain is not so much the issue; it's the wind. Um, the wind is what really uh, is really your enemy. So no matter where you're at, if it's blowing, it really uh, makes fishing challenging. So almost uh, not worth it. In fact, we pulled the plug today. We're going to be on the Columbia today, but this the wind is just too strong. It's, yeah. it's not any fun. Well, you always talked about your boat and fishing, and you grew up in Tillamook, uh, where my new family is right now, and so I've been to Tillamook quite a lot. I'll tell you, every time I go to Tillamook for family events, every time, it's sunny and warm. I don't know what it is, nice. but I bring it. I don't know how. It's yeah, sunny I know where your uh, I know where your family uh, uh, lives up there now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very very familiar with that area. Pretty cool stuff. I thought the Tim Tessalone article on uh, the COSIDA page was very nice. College Sports Information Directors of America. Uh, you get the Lifetime Achievement Award. 30 years with Oregon State, two years at Montana State. You were also a student here. When you were a student back in the day, were, did you want to be an SID, or is that something that came afterward? Yeah, I never even knew what that was. So honestly, uh, <laughs> I uh, went to Mount Hood Community College for two years first and got uh, to know Daryl Ani and the late Jim Howe and Pat Boyle, names you probably know, John, um, and, and did an internship with KEX Radio. And then I uh, got a degree in radio production and decided to come to OSU. And uh, so I knew Daryl, and Daryl's the one who kind of got me introduced to Hal Cowan and Mike Corwin, and I uh, kind of took off from there. Did you then go? Uh... You went to Montana State first. That was your first gig, right? 
Well, actually, I went to the Pac-10 conference, and the internship there was known as the Pac-10 then, uh-huh. and uh, did a gig with the Golden State Warriors for a year, and then, then went to Montana State, which, uh, you know, someone from the coast uh, going to Montana in the coldest winter there in 50 years, and feet <laughs> of snow was... <laughs> It was a little different experience, but it was really it was really enjoyable. Actually, I liked it up there a lot. It's so funny that you say I didn't know what it was, because when I moved down here to be the voice of women's basketball and then do the morning show here and all the things I have here, in 1999, I hadn't hung out or been around a college campus since being in school, and didn't even realize all the jobs there are. I didn't know what a sports information director was because in my, my radio stint up in Portland, it was all about the high schools or the Blazers. I had no idea there were all these jobs, much less other jobs like managers. You could be a student manager, get maybe your books paid for, but, but be able to travel and be a part of the teams. I learned so much about jobs that exist that I didn't know. It made me think about other things in life that you don't know that you, if you could just find out, you go, man, I want to take advantage of that. I would have if I'd have known about them. But isn't it interesting that you can get into another world and learn, well, there's a ton of opportunities here. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I didn't know anything about it. Zero background. My family, Zero background with my family being in any sort of business like this. So um, I was kind of off on a, on a limb there, I guess, a little bit. But uh you know, just kind of got into it and enjoyed being around the, the coaches and student athletes and the media was, you know, it was a different, was a different animal when I started. So compared to now, so there's a lot more personal relationships back then. And, um, uh, not saying that there aren't those now, but yeah. it's just a different world. You know, a lot of things done digitally and through email and all that, but yeah. it wasn't the case when I started. No, not at all. In fact, just in the time I started and to now things have changed so much. And then of course, when we went through COVID, and that's when you uh, retired, when we went through COVID, everything on Zoom, uh, it was such a different world. Are you glad yeah. you missed that, or do you wish you were still doing it? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I still wish I was still doing it, uh, you know, uh, to some degree, but the, the Zoom stuff kind of got, got old, to be quite honest with you, and that's, that's not why you're in the business to do stuff like that. I mean, this business... Uh, athletics is about you know, personal relationships and dealing with young people and coaches and just and just all the different spectrums um, that you don't still to this day you don't have as much of. Steve Fink joining us. Steve, of course, thirty years as sports information director uh, at Oregon State, the lead guy. I remember when you took over for Hal Cowan too. Hal himself, a Cosida legend, and uh, yep. you know a legend all over the place. He went to Linfield and was a fraternity brother, and I found this out late, long after I knew how, was a fraternity brother of a, of uh, my then wife's uncle. And I'm like, wow, I didn't learn that when I went to like a family reunion thing and then uh, had his stints at Oregon and Cal and then Oregon State for many, many years. Um, and you were second to him for so long. When, when that transition was being made, and I remember the time period very well, were you nervous about it? Were you thinking, no, man, I'm going to be the one in charge? Well, not really, because I, I learned a lot from Hal. I owe him a lot, for sure. Um, when I went to Montana State, right out of being an intern at the Pac-10, I um, was the youngest Division I uh, SID there was. Mm. Um, and, our, and our first game out of it uh, that I did for football, Montana State played at Florida. 
Oh. So the swamp. So, I mean, I got thrown right into, I mean, my, my Gainesville media, well, all the media down there, I mean, Florida was hot, man, too. They were, they, Emmett Smith, that shows my age, Emmett Smith was playing for them. Wow. Uh, they had a, I can't remember the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, we, we go to the swamp, it's, you know, 90 degrees, 90% humidity, just getting creamed. But, you know, I'm just like, who are these guys? Well, I don't even know where Montana is. You know? so, <laughs> and, I, and I've been there for like three months at Montana State, and I'm trying to tell people in Florida about what, you know, what it's like living in Bozeman, Montana, when I don't even know. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing, and it's funny because it kind of speaks to uh, a conversation we were having earlier. Because now, and you've been out of the business for a while, so uh, I don't know how much you, you, how close you pay attention to college sports or what. But now there's all this fluidness with NIL and portal and, and NCAA rules, possible rules changes, things like that. So we were just talking about. Um, the different sizes of, of sports information departments. So the rich have, mm-hmm. have all the toys and bells and whistles and equipment and stuff, but they also have bigger, bigger support staff. And I know I've been with you when we go places uh, and there it'll be like a Texas or, or a Nebraska where they've got like 10 of you, 10 of you, and then yeah. the, the assistants. Yeah. And uh, yet you are, you know, three or four at the time when you were, uh, just before you retired, and then some smaller. I mean, the the difference is just amazing with the dollars that the other schools have. Did that ever get under your skin that you, man, I wish we had that? Oh, maybe some, but but not a lot, really. I just always thought at Oregon State we could do things a little differently and be a little more on the personal level because, I mean, I got, we used to get compliments, Oregon State did, but just going to places like when we were at the Alamo Bowl, um, Fun bowl a couple times. I mean, how how approachable, you know, we are as yeah. a, as a, a program, not just SIDs, but everybody, but and just you know, uh, down to earth, that sort of thing. Because uh, people people realize that they're getting big time a little bit, and uh, I think some of those other programs get a little full of themselves. To be quite honest yeah, with you, yeah. So we just had we just had to do. I thought we just always had to do things differently, and. Uh, so I, I now I didn't really ever think we were, you know, at a big disadvantage. But it was all, it would have been nice to have a couple more people on some of the trips for sure. Yeah, sure. Steve Fink joining us here just for just a few more minutes. Now the gratuitous you've been through a lot. You've retired and you're getting this lifetime achievement award. The gratuitous, you know, what's your favorite memory? I don't necessarily want to do that to you because I totally understand it. You're a humble guy. I understand. I get that. And with that. I don't know if this happens to you, but I have had unbelievable experiences that the average person would think that's amazing, but I forget about them. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of them and they're not, they don't, they're not who I am. They don't shape my life, but they're really cool. Like going to the White House and meeting the president because of a Beaver basketball coach who was connected right. that way. Or, you know, doing a pro game. Uh, uh, the highlight of my life was doing a Blazer game, being on the radio, and my son, who was about 10, was with a youth basketball team for a different reason, but at that same game and got to come down and see me. And to me, that was the highlight, even though I've been all over the country with sports, with Oregon State sports is there anything that is special that, yeah, you kind of pull that card out if you're meeting someone new and you need to pull the lever of, well, I've seen a lot? From a pure OSU standpoint, my biggest memories probably and the things I'm probably most, not probably, the things I'm most proud of uh, 
our uh, Mike Hast, Alexis Stern, and Brandon Cooks winning those national yeah. awards. Um, and then having a chance to go to the ESPN College Football Award Show, that, that's an awesome experience. But mm-hmm. just the ability, you know, I did a lot of work behind the scenes. You know, I'm never going to say I didn't catch any path. I didn't get a field goal. Those guys yeah. deserved everything. But, you know, I did some phone calls in the back, uh, back channels, you know, saying, hey, don't forget about us out here in Corvallis, Oregon State. These guys are having great years. So those are really special. And to be sitting next to Brandon Cook's mother when he was announced the winner of the Boletnikoff Award was super special. Yeah. Especially since I was tipped off because I got to know those people pretty well. They went, hey, your guy's going to win. He won by one vote. And to see his mother's reaction, and they came from a very humble background, you know, down Central California. So that that would be from a professional. I mean, you know, obviously we talked about the baseball championships and yeah. the ball games and football and all that. But those those three guys really were uh, really really fun to be around. It was a really great accomplishment that they they did. And then from from what you just said, some of the, some of the things you get to experience that you uh, it's kind of interesting. Guys were talking a little bit about it earlier this week. I had a chance to go to the Kentucky Derby twice. Wow! Some contacts I have at Louisville. And sitting box seats at the finish line, you know, Brad Pitt, John Bunchovies next to you, and all these Whoa. amazing people are next to you. And it's, if anybody gets a chance to go to the Kentucky Derby, it's absolutely no question the best sporting event was, that I've was, ever seen. Was that a contact through sports thing? I was contacted through the Louisville football program that I got to know. Man. And so I was, uh, and a little bit, uh, Neil Everett from ESPN, yeah. uh, he and I, and some, some friends, mutual friends of ours, uh, just an amazing, amazing event. Um, and I've been to a lot of really amazing events, but those, yeah. those two Kentucky Derbies that I had a chance to go to, I, those, those are absolutely the top notch. Yeah, that's really cool. That is really cool, and 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 I know that uh, you know we don't have time here, but you, you got to stop by, and we'll have you on in studio. But I know too that you're dealing with all the top people in sports, especially when the Beavers are good. The, the College World Series time period, the Dennis Erickson years, uh, some football games when everybody from around the country wants to be here because of a game. Uh, Jesse Palmer was here on that third. I think he was here on that Thursday night, Aaron Andrews, uh, when Jaquiz runs all over USC. Oh yeah. Yeah. So your relationships, you know, these, these folks, do you ever hear from, uh, former players? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I've had an article about me, like in the Oregon state or magazine or through LinkedIn or, you know, social media. Yeah. I hear, I hear from quite a few of the players actually, uh, yeah, that that's really really nice because uh, you know it was fun just to be around a lot of yeah. those guys and to see their success. Some went to the NFL, NBA, whatever. So, um, so yeah, it was uh, it's fun to hear from all those guys. Well, Mike and I absolutely love working with you. Um, we got to go out to lunch. Uh, I didn't realize you were still around here a lot. So let's do that and um, yeah. and talk here in the future and and stay off the ocean. Your boat is too small. Sharks are going to get you, <laughs> and I worry every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty safe that way. I, you know, <laughs> it, there's always incidences out there that you don't plan on, but uh, it's, it's a great atmosphere out there, and you never know what you're going to see. Thanks, buddy. Great. Uh, congratulations, and uh, we'll talk Thank soon. You. All right. Thank you very much. There you go. That's Talk to you later. former SID at Oregon State who did a lot for Oregon State. Beaver fan, you need to know. Steve Fink did a lot. I mean, uh, SIDs can get you things, but they can also act as gatekeepers. 
keeping yes. information away that isn't beneficial. Um, keeping certain, I mean, they, they do it all. They do it all. And he was the best. And he was the leader of the department after Hal re, uh, retired. And Hal's still around. Hal comes over for a lot of baseball games and is very active uh, with Oregon State. And by coming over, I mean he went to Bend to, to retire. And Hal's a great guy. Um, and some, some good, fun times. I remember once <clears throat> being with Steve <clears throat> on the road. Uh, men's basketball game in Indiana. I told the story a million times, and uh, we went out to dinner after the game, and we're, we're in downtown Indianapolis, and uh, behind me on the TV screen was a voice. You know, they had the TV station on, and it was late enough at night where we still could get something to eat, but this voice was, it was the, the 11 o'clock news, or 10 o'clock news, and it was a guy I went to high school with who also got into sports. I didn't realize it. And he's doing sports in Indianapolis, and now he's on Coin TV in Portland. But that was so many years ago, and that was fun. That was a that was a trip with Steve. Small world. So it is a very small world. So really good to have Steve on with us here on the on the Joe Beaver Show. We got to take our final break, and then we'll come back and uh, wrap it up. But we've got plenty of time for a few more phone calls or texts on any number of things that we're talking about, mostly these rule changes that the NCAA or somebody out there is thinking of doing. And uh, I think the consensus here today is, no, that would be stupid. Not a universal one, at least. Right. So we'll take a break and come back with more after this on 1240 Joe Radio. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8. Two four five Edward Jones, member SIPC. It's back. The popular Friday night prime rib dinner at Tristing Tree Golf Course starting May 13th and every Friday throughout the summer. Enjoy a delicious prime rib dinner at the tree. You can dine inside or outside on the newly remodeled patio overlooking the course. Other dinner options include salmon or steak and shrimp. And for reservations, call the Tristing Tree Pro Shop at 752-3332. That's 752-3332. Prime rib Friday night dinners are back at Tristing Tree Golf Course. We'll see you there. We set them up, you knock them down. Highland Bowl. Plan your next party at Highland Bowl in Corvallis. Their party package for each lane includes two hours of bowling, shoe rentals, a 16-inch cheese or pepperoni pizza, and soft drink pitcher. There's a two-lane minimum. Check out the fun at HighlandBowl.com. It's a party at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up, you knock them down. Run the water on a new Yamaha Wave Runner. From the thrilling new Jet Blaster to the reimagined, luxurious, and powerful FX series, Yamaha Wave Runner set the standard for personal watercraft. Now get as low as 3.99% APR for 60 months, or get two Wave Runners at 5.99% APR for 96 months during the Perfect Choice sales event. But hurry, offer ends June 30th. See dealer or call 1-800-897-1941 for details about credit costs and terms. Get your new Yamaha Wave Runner at Power Motorsports online at powermotorsports.com. 
If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go be. Don't let your aches and pains sideline your outdoor aspirations this spring. I'm Dana Hughes, physical therapist and board-certified orthopedic specialist. I'm pleased to be accepting new patients at Sweetgrass Physical Therapy and Wellness in Corvallis by the market of choice. Did you know you're free to choose your own physical therapist? At Sweetgrass, you'll experience expert care in a relaxed and friendly atmosphere. Scheduling and billing are hassle-free. For more information, visit our website, sweetgrasspt.com. All right, just a few minutes left here in the program on this Thursday. Tomorrow, Mike Parker is on the schedule. Don't have anybody else right now, but that's okay. There's a lot to talk about getting ready for a, an exciting weekend of baseball. The Beavers at Arizona, Cooper Jerpy on the mound. Uh, tomorrow night, 7.05, 6.15 for your pre-pregame show, 6.30, Mike Parker's. I think it'll be around 6.10, a little longer tomorrow. Yeah, and I just want to say, yes. uh, looking over my shoulder here, uh, when they go to net network breaks and they cut Mike off, uh, that, that's not us. That is not us. <laughs> it's uh, when they go to network breaks. And their says, dial, their the their pot Beaver does Sport, not move on the Beaver Sports Network from Lear. And, and I, I text him, dude. You got to tell him stop doing that. And uh, anyway, it's not us, but the uh, the the place where it is happening has been told. Just to let you know, I know a little inside information there. If we're not playing <clears throat> our own commercials. The dial does not move. Right. It's like, it does not. Uh, it stays where it is. Very frustrating. But tomorrow night, um, Mike Parker and the call, I guess it is on the network, but I don't get the network, so I won't be able to watch it. Just listen to it. Uh, two night games and a day game for baseball this weekend. Now, you say six ahead with three. Six, uh, three, three ahead with six, with six to, to play. go. They only, only need to win Cooper's starts. That's it. Friday and Friday. Yeah, that's it. Friday that's all they need to Friday do. Friday and Thursday, is it? Because even then, they would only lose two games in the standings if right. they go two and four. So, congratulations to Frankie Hamoudi. Thanks for uh, Frankie joining us today. Uh, this year, uh, last year, first team all Pac-12 conference. This year, first team all Pac-12 conference for uh, Frankie Hamoudi, the first baseman for Oregon State softball tonight, 6 o'clock, taking on Utah. Mm-hmm. Carrie Eggers joined us on the program. Big thanks to Carrie. Go to his website, carrieeggers.com. He's going to have his article on Mike Riley up by about Saturday. And, you know, I, there are some Mike Riley detractors. And I would just say he loves Oregon State and he loves the Beavers. And he really does think of them when he was thinking of them. Mike and I, I, I saw him at church and we talked at length about Oregon State and, and, and Beaver players if they're available. He wants to help them out. So, he is a beaver through and through, and uh, now he's a New Jersey general, which... <laughs> New Jersey general in Birmingham. I, yeah, in Birmingham. I, I watched some of it. I watched some, some games. I watched the first weekend game. Um, I'm glad to see that he's 3-1, and one. but the one game I saw the other day, it was, there was not a... There's nobody in the stands, and no. it, it wasn't Birmingham playing, obviously. Mm-hmm. They took um they took this all into account when they decided what they're to do. Is is our lack of fans 
going to make up for how much we save, or uh, we could do backwards, is the amount we save not traveling going to make up for not having anyone in the stands? Because we're not going to have... It's actually a... 10 different cities where the fans come to Birmingham. Right. The, a, a, a variation of that has been a topic of discussion going back decades. For me, I remember when the OSAA decided to put games on TV, actual local television, um, and it bit into it bit into fans and, and turnout. In the day, back in the day, again, when it was you know, 4A, 3A, 2A, so on and so forth. You had uh, every game at the Coliseum for many, many, many years, and then it became lease issues and stuff like that. But I can remember as a kid and as a student and then the post-student, every Friday night, semifinal Friday night, the Coliseum was almost full, mm-hmm. about 11,000 fans. Saturday night championship, same thing. Third place game, then the championship, full, great night of basketball. And sometime... They they put in there. Let's put this on TV, and it bit right into it. And they and then they say, "Well, we get money for that." Okay, well, do you want fannies in the seats buying hot dogs, or do you want the money from TV? If TV money is greater, I get it. Yeah, which but it I, is because I never knew what it was. Nowadays, it is. Yeah, especially with a league like the USFL, they're not going to get away with charging a hundred dollars a ticket. No, and they're not going to get fans anyway, unless they're playing in home home turf. They yeah. got to be in home stadiums. It's like, okay, is getting 15,000 people uh, at a stadium of a home park make up for the amount we have to spend on travel, hotel expenses, et cetera? Chartering a plane. Chartering planes are really expensive. Especially nowadays with the fuel prices and all that. Fuel prices, lack of pilots. Yeah, lack of everybody. I mean, the the current issues we're dealing with now. I mean, they they hit on something, having it all in one location. I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying, hmm. There isn't anybody there, but those leagues anyway that try to do football, pro football, they just never work. And I will say this installment is the first one that I'll actually watch for an hour. The AAFL, I never never even saw it down in that. The XFL where they're trying to do new things and reinvent the wheel, I can't get into that. You didn't like the new kickoff? No. This one, though, I can, even though they've got drones all over the field and they've got camera guys out there, guys and, they, and gals. They got Brock Heward on the sideline, like asking the quarterback to walk him through the, his last touchdown throw yeah, like, on I, a I'm tablet with a TV in, camera sitting over his shoulder. That, but you, you, some of it's kind of cool. Well, it's a little bit of insight. Some of the camera angles are pretty cool, too. When it's not as quote-unquote serious, you I would have the opportunity the to get inside on the sideline. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the person running the drone because what if you, you got bumped or you, you something happened and you push the down button when you meant push right and it went right down into the middle of the huddle or something like that. That's how you get fired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a little pressure there. A little bit, but they make sure you're a good drone flyer first. <laughs> oh, I see. I don't know. Are you a good drone flyer? No. Oh, well, then no. you wouldn't get that job. Thanks to Carrie Eggers, Frankie Hamoudi, and Steve Fank for joining us today. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. If we only have Mike as a guest, and by the word only, that's not to be the way it sounds. And we only have one guest tomorrow. We've got a lot of things to talk about we didn't even get to today on the NCAA, Transfer Portal, all that stuff, and uh, some other things as well. OSU Softball tonight at 6 o'clock. For TJ, I'm John. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody. KEJO Corvallis. And translator, K229DI Corvallis. The home of the Beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.